Welcome to Straight from the Muzzle, folks, where we are anything but straight. My name is Space. And I'm Bean. And we welcome you guys to our show, which just so happens to be Pride. It's our first show of the season, and it's Pride. I mean, what better way to start the season? God, I am so excited for this show. I love Pride Month so much. And you think about it, Pride has changed a lot over the past few years. There's been a lot of political uh, debates going on with it. There's been a lot of cultural influences been going on. Um, to come out of the closet in this time frame, like in this day and age, is a blessing. Because it is more or less acceptable now than it was ever before. So we're kind of like in this... It's not perfect. I'll go ahead and say that. But it's it's better than what we have experienced in the past. So I'm it's really excited. Better. There you go. It's getting better. Mm-hmm. I so, mean, it can still be a bad time, but it's getting there. It's only a bad time. If you don't get what you want in bed. Oh, just kidding. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Um, <laughs> so, so today, like, like traditionally, so we do this pretty much, I want to see almost every year, but the, the opinions change over time. Um, especially since you're doing a podcast now, it'll definitely change. Um, so we want to go over the history of, you know, I want to say pride culture. Would that be right? Yeah, the history of pride culture, the history of pride as a whole and as like a holiday, I guess. And then, of course, you know, we want to talk about um, what it means to us. And then we've asked a few of you guys what pride means to you. And we'll read some of those off um, in a little bit. Um, actually, probably could read them off now. I have. Well, we can one. we can save that for after we talk about you know how Pride started and whatnot. All right, we'll do that. Um, we are. I'm still waiting to hear from a few other people, but we do have a few submissions as it is. If you hadn't gotten a chance to submit, we are doing Pride Month all of June. So if you still have something you want to submit. After you hear this coming out, please just email us at talktothemuzzle at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to do a mini episode reading off your what pride means to you. So that's like yeah. the big question this month. What does pride mean to you? So um, let's start with the history. It's a really interesting history. So a lot of people don't understand the history of pride and of pride month uh, because you know, right now it's all like, you know, happy rainbows, having parades and and just general positive thoughts. But it actually started in a pretty dark spot. So Pride started in New York in 1970. So this wasn't this was a while ago, but not too long ago. Uh, and <clears throat> it started in New York from the Stonewall riots. And that happened in Greenwich Village. So that's still that's still New York. So the riots lasted for about three days, and it was just a bunch of LGBT people resisting against the police. Now, then you can get arrested. Back then, you can be arrested just for being gay. And gay bars and gay clubs were like a place of of peace for a lot of gay people. They would go to just be with each other. It felt like a safe spot to be. And when the riots broke out, it was because the police busted into a, a gay bar and just started arresting people even though that was their safe spot you know that's where you would go to feel welcome and hear the police come arresting people just for existing 
kind of messed up. <clears throat> yeah. So it that. was it was a political demonstration to try and demand equal rights and try to get, you know, being gay to be legalized. <laughs> just such a strange sentence to say nowadays just the the act of being gay had to be pretty much legalized so we could stop being harassed in our own spaces. Which I I don't nowadays like I don't I <laughs> I've never really experienced any harassment for being gay. Maybe that's because I just have this loving kind of aura about me. So there's possibly just maybe I'm immune to it. I haven't seen it yet. Not that I'm aware of. Um, I've experienced it multiple times. But I've had like, like exactly. So I've heard other people experience it. And it, it makes me sad inside because it's like there's it's not fair, you know, for those who have experienced it there are some people like okay well i'll I'll talk about why um i don't think i've experienced it but i do have my own hates about my own experiences in general um for me but i'll talk about that in a little bit let's finish up with history first unless that was it so no no, there's there's a little bit more yeah the stonewall riots so that's how it started and it 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 the whole they're parades now, but they started as protests, so like marches, things like that, uh, which is similar to a parade, but it's like a more political parade. And these continued to become more and more popular, especially during the AIDS epidemic. Uh, you know, it was considered like the gay disease. No one talked about it. No one touched on it. There was no help for people who got AIDS, and people were just dying left and right from this horrible disease so a lot of uh a lot of the protests then that were sparked by stonewall continued on later down the road to try and help get medical care and to learn more about aids to help people who get that specific uh disease i think it's a disease yes they thought (laughs) i'm sorry i I don't mean to laugh um because it's because I realized exactly what I just said. Um, they thought gay was a disease and people still think gay is a disease. <laughs> yeah, I remember reading something that was like, uh, back in the day, you can call out from work being like, I feel a little gay today. <laughs> like, oh my God. they thought it was a disease. They thought it was a sickness. So you could just do that. I, I don't know if that's like a legit statement or not, but okay. just a little thing <laughs> I read once. With that being said, <clears throat> when I worked at Harmon's, um, for those of you who don't know what Harmon's is, think of it's like a high-end grocery store. So I worked with specialty cheese. It's expensive things that people couldn't afford, and I sold it anyways. Um, so working on the island, the cheese island, I we would get, you know, sometimes we would get homophobic, you know, customers and stuff. And so um, me being bubbly and fun, and I always interact in a, in, a, in a different way with my customers, I would go up to them, and I'm I'd like hold them on the shoulder because you could tell they were uncomfortable. And yeah. um, I would touch their shoulder. And I'm like, don't worry. It only lasts 24 hours. And then I'd like, <laughs> and then I'd walk away and I'm like, Oh, John, you probably like just scarred them for life now. <laughs> and so one person asked, he's like, what do you mean? It only lasts for like the gay. The gay will only last for twenty four hours, and then you'll go back to being straight. But for the next twenty four hours, you may feel things that you've never felt before. 
<laughs> and I just do it as a joke. I still do it to this day um, oh, just to people. Great. And so they totally throws them off because they don't expect it. But I, I haven't seen anyone get upset about it either. Either they're just confused or they, they kind of like smile and then they just continue on. So <laughs> try it out. Let's see if it works it for you. <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. You never know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, it, thinking about this and how pride started through like the act of protesting makes me feel really like, I don't know, I guess happy seeing how it's evolved from something that was stemming from hate being thrown at us to I mean, it can still be connected to that, but it is evolved from protesting to parades. So it's starting that shows how it's also still getting better. Uh, We don't have to have as many protests as we did then. Um, We have some help for people with AIDS now. Gay marriage is now legalized all in the U.S. Um, This is a U.S. based podcast. So that's I don't know much about other countries and their status at the moment, but uh and and I, I'm glad. I'm glad that I have my right to go into the city and to participate in a fun parade rather than to put on my battle armor and go and risk being shot by the police. At least now. There are different reasons that you can go and do that. But So that's how Pride Month started. But, and a lot of people, especially straight people, are like, why do y'all even need Pride now? Gay marriage is legalized. You can hold hands in public. Where's my straight Pride month? Shut up, Janice. God. So, there, there's even though gay marriage is legalized, which that happened um, through the federal government in, gosh, what was it? It was in 2015. It was June 26, 2015. So that's when gay marriage was legalized through the U.S. Supreme Court. And uh, and even though we can get married, you can still be fired, kicked out from from your landlord, etc. 26 states. So that's pretty much half of the country. Half of the states in the United States, you can get fired for being gay. You can get kicked out of your apartment or kicked out of your rental home for being gay. Like, there's no... I think even there's something going on right now where you can be denied medical care from specific doctors if you are LGBTQ. Uh, So there's still a lot of issues we have to resolve. Marriage isn't everything. Trans people can't be in the military. Uh, we still have a lot of hate crimes going on against gay people. I mean, the biggest shooting that we've had in America was at the Pulse nightclub, which was a gay club in Orlando, Florida. And that happened in 2016. So there's still we still have a long way to go. Uh, and that's why Pride Month is still very much prevalent and relevant. And uh, that's why, you know, it's not just, oh, you could get married now. You don't need Pride Month. It's like, yeah, we do. I, I, uh, I kind of explained this um, <clears throat> to you the other day. I was like, we should we should celebrate Pride all, all month long. Because if you think about it, all the straight people, they get to celebrate their, their, their whateverness for either 11, if not 12 months of the year. And we get one month to you know express ourselves and be who we are so when people say like well you can hold hands in public no you can't not really like yeah in some cases you can but there are still places like for instance not everywhere i'm in utah so everyone thought that utah would be the last state in the united states to legalize it 
I think they legalized it here to make a statement, which great, but at the same time, you know, I, uh, I don't know if I wanted to be part of that statement, but um, even now, like we hold hands in public, but there are certain places that I don't hold hands in because I don't feel comfortable. I don't want the judgment. I don't want it brought towards my direction. Um, some people don't kiss in public because they don't want to have that unwanted attention. In fact, the only way I truly kiss um, my husband in public is uh, to piss off the straight people. <laughs> so I basically like, ooh, Curtis, there's a couple that looks really uncomfortable. Let's piss off the gate. Let's piss off the Mormons and we kiss in front of them and make them feel really uncomfortable. Um, so we do things <laughs> like that. But when people say that like, you can do it now, like you're allowed to do it. It's not the same freedom as being straight because that's always been something that's been there. It's been laid out for centuries and hundreds of millions of years, but to be able to be comfortable in your own skin, to be able to be who you are without any sort of, um, you know, like, what is it called? Uh, I want to say like, not flashback, but oh, what is that? No. Fear? When you do something. Reproduction? Um, repercussion. So go. to yeah. be able to be free with your, as yourself with that repercussion, that is a true uh, gift to have. And in some place in the United States, it's yeah. totally fine. Here in Utah, it just depends on where you go, really. It can depend on where you go. Like, for example, I live in and near Atlanta, Georgia. And um, Atlanta is like the gay capital of the South. We physically have a gay street and our crosswalks are painted so awesome. rainbow. And uh, like every business on that street has rainbow flags on it. Uh, when the pro- the when the pole shooting happened, that whole street closed down, and people were putting candles outside their businesses and like standing there, being with each other on that street. Uh, but everywhere else in Georgia, it just depends on where you are and and what you're doing at that time. Like where I went to college. When I, the first place I went to college, uh, I'm not going to say where because I actually had to leave that college due to one of the education department, the heads of the education department basically was harassing me through email and it stemmed from homophobia and I actually had to change colleges because of my sexuality. Mm. Uh, so it was, it was in the, you know, the southern part of Georgia in this college I've not only did I have to switch colleges because of homophobia from the head of the education department I was in, but also just the atmosphere there was so negative. There were a few mega churches there, and I'm sure you know what a mega church is. It's basically just a ginormous church that like an, treats like an organization like, or like an actual okay. like an organization or like a cult, pretty much. There are a lot of like Christian private schools there. Uh, my fiance went to a christian private school and there was a lot of issues there um like one of our classmates they found out he was gay and took him out of classes and for the rest of his three years in high school he had to just do online work in the principal's office on a computer he wasn't allowed to be around other students so they basically took his right of a proper education away from him because he was gay and since it's a private school you know laws that help regulate ethics don't apply uh 
and people would shout at me from the street, you know, calling calling me, you know, the F slur or, you know, calling me a dyke. I've had twice. Those are the two words that have been shouted at me from pickup trucks from, you know, southern white dudes. It, it, it can be a hateful spot. So that stuff still happens. That's That's why pride is so relevant. Just because one law got passed and we can get married doesn't mean that it's safe. You know, we, we still have to fight and continue fighting until until we're treated just as everybody else is. You know what? Actually, I do recall a moment where I have been treated unfairly. Well, uh, where someone had called you the F word. I don't like the F word. You guys, if you don't know what the F word is, well, I'll say it just once, but I don't like saying it. It's the, the word fag or faggot. It's one of those yeah. words, along with calling a woman the C word, <laughs> it's one of those words that's in my head thinking it's a bad word. You don't say it ever. Um, <clears throat> depending on now, obviously in different cultures, it means something else, but in an American culture it is a derogatory term and we don't appreciate it. But um, I was in the, I think I was in the store and I was trying to get around someone and they, they wouldn't move. And I'm like, excuse me. And the way I say it too. So finally he let me through and he's like, whatever faggot and i'm like just remember it's the unintelligence of your speech which is going to be the downfall of your culture and i just kept going so i just looked because i'm just like nice. bro you couldn't think of a better word to use other than the f word i mean good lord come on like i can God. win this fight in seconds but i'm choosing to move on for it so um i try to like if if i do hear people say that i purposely go out of my way to make it I kind of like, uh, I put them down. Um, it's a word that puts knots in my gut and makes me nauseous every time I hear it. Even if another gay person says it as like, this is rare, but some gay people will use it as like a compliment similar to how some people will use the N word like in a friendly way. It's like I've seen some people try to use the F slur in a friendly way. And I'm like, that's not a common reclaimed word. Most people are uncomfortable with it. It makes me want to vomit when I hear it because of memories I have from hearing yeah. that word. So just think about that if you are about to say that slur, even in a friendly way as a queer person. Like, just please just don't. don't. <laughs> um, know who you're talking to first. When you talked, when you were talking about um, big churches, it brought, it has brought, mm -hmm. you know, some thoughts. Um, I don't have any kids right now. But I do want, like, Curtis and I do want kids. But I would never mm -hmm. want to raise them in the LDS church. If you guys don't know, I am a Mormon. So I'm not, I don't practice anymore, but I have been baptized in that church. Also known as the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you haven't heard the term, you most likely have heard the word Mormon. They've made waves recently. Um, and not in a good way. And so... Um, couple about a year or two ago they came out um i think it was just around pride i want to say and they had announced that um if you were a child of a same-sex couple you could not be baptized into the church until you were 18 and you would have to denounce your relationship to your parents and never speak to them again mm -hmm. i remember that i remember hearing that about that that just shook me to the core. It made me so angry because um, 
as a as a church as a whole, the Mormons like or the I guess Mormons. I won't say the Mormons because they're not speaking for everyone here. Um, from what I understand, we're not a bad religion. We are a loving religion. We accept most people for who they are. That is the case if you go outside of Utah. Utah's really judgmental. I'll just say that. But outside of Utah, it is a really good religion. We don't like put other you know religions down. We don't put other people down. We accept. And so it was really hard to hear the church coming out and saying that because it's just frustrating. And then as of recently, they decided to redact that statement and they said it's okay now, um, which I think is really interesting. Uh, I live in a state where church dictates politics basically so which is unfair because that's not how it should be oh that's yeah completely how it should not be i mean think of any reason why someone would say gay people shouldn't marry that isn't religious the only thing i can think of is that the only excuse i can think of that people have said gay marriage is bad that isn't religious is oh, well, kids need a mommy and a daddy, which isn't true. There are people who aren't queer that have just a mommy or just a daddy and are fine. Um, but that is the only excuse I've heard that doesn't revolve around a religious statement. And our laws have denied us marriage for so long because of religion. There's no other reason. So the church and state are very much connected. And they're, they they have the illusion of it being separate, but it's definitely not. This is what it doesn't <clears throat> make sense, though. So... Church and state normally does pretty well together, um, except for Utah. Utah's church and state is completely different. If I look at other cultures, such as like um, like the Pope, who has you know publicly said that he accepts and welcomes the gays. I mean, come on, like that's huge. And we still live in a society where it's in some religions it's complete opposite. So it's kind of like. I haven't left the church. I thought about um, writing a letter and basically excommunicating myself, but then in a way that would be me detaching myself from my family. There's a lot of things that go into it. It's not as easy as just saying, I don't want to be a member anymore. There's more that goes into it. And people don't understand that. And that's okay. Which is why I've held off for the longest time. Cause I don't know if I'm ready yet for that. Um, yeah. It's a, it's it a is. Big it's thing. a really big thing. So, but that doesn't mean it discourages me for the future. So although currently right now the LDS church doesn't necessarily support the LGBTQ community, that doesn't mean that I can't find a church that doesn't or does. No, doesn't. Yeah. So um, there's, there's a few out there actually in the surrounding area that do support it. And so I've actually thought about going there. I do miss going on Sundays. It's kind of nice. It's just a, nice feeling to have so um but that's that's what i have to say about like religion church and state as far as like gays go and when i say the gays i just want everyone to know when i when i refer to people as the gays i don't think of it as the male term (laughs) i refer to it being the whole thing so if you're if you're offended by that i do apologize it's just my way of kind of summing it up without having to say all of those different abbreviations every single time. It's just easier for me to say the gays. And that means everyone. So don't get offended if you can. If you do, I do apologize. It's just how I particularly 
phrasings. In fact, I don't call people lesbians. I call them lesbodians. I don't know why. I just do. So, <laughs> yeah. So they're not lesbians or <laughs> lesbodians to me. And that's how it works in my world. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, my gosh. Now, I know we kind of started this show kind of on a Debbie Downer. But I still, we still, we needed to go over why, you know, how Pride started and why it's important because it's, it's not, it's not a happy start. And that's just how it started. You know, history is important to go over. It's important to know why things are the way they are and why things are changing. But we do have a pretty, pretty great show coming up. We have a few people talking about what Pride means to them, talking about their personal experiences. Uh, I wanted to start off (laughs) space talking about, when gay marriage was unanimously legalized in the United States, and again, that happened in 2015, mm-hmm. I want to know how you reacted, because I know how my fiancé and I reacted. Like, I feel like everybody had their own feeling on how that went for them, how they felt. I know like some people didn't feel felt indifferent maybe because it was already legal in their state, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, oh, cool. But, you know, for, for me, living in Georgia, it felt it was like a hit to the chest. It was awesome. Uh, so for me, it came in two waves. Uh, initially, there was okay. a, a stay that was put onto it. So um, it was towards the end of the year, wasn't it? When they did this? It was June, June 26th. Okay. Um, so there was that part. Was that unanimously or was that before? Because there were two different ones that were done. There was done one and then they took it to the Supreme Court, which then... This is the official, it's, okay. it's legal now. Okay. That was because they had the first date where they brought it to the U.S. Supreme Court to get reviewed, but that doesn't mean it was legal yet. That means they were reviewing it. So the day it physically became legal when people were actually driving to courts and getting married, like people were flooding and just getting married, uh, was June 26th of 2015. Um, 6 to 6. So that would have been legal for everyone. We actually were able to get married in April. Before it actually officially um, hit all the United States. So we were able to legally get married. That was a really exciting thing. Um, Initially, there was this... I I remember the day. It was a joyous day. I was at work. Um, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to (laughs) cry. But I might, though. So I was at work... And I was just kind of working and doing my thing. And I remember seeing a friend of mine, his name is Casey. He's now a chef um, at a really nice restaurant, but he comes running across the mezzanine. So the store that we had, it was, it's a grand store, but there's also a second level where you could sit, there was dining, and then you could run across this little bridge that we called it the mezzanine. And then it would go into like the employee section. I remember him running across the bridge and I've never seen Casey run before. And he runs over to one of the edges of where the dining is. And he's like, John! And I didn't hear him at first because the music's really loud in the, in the store. And then he yells at me again. And he's like, John, look at your phone. And I'm like, what? Okay, I'll go look at my phone. And then I'm like, I don't know what you're, what am I supposed to be looking? He's like, it's legal. And I'm like, what's legal? He's like, gay marriage. And I'm just like, what? So I, I, I became really excited because it was the first time we, you know, that I could feel like it can be done. I had been engaged to Felix as it was, 
Um, but we were not able to put a date on when we can get married because it wasn't legal. So in that moment, it felt joyous because it meant that we could finally do what we've been wanting to do, what hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people have been wanting to do for so long, and we finally can do it. And so that announcement came out. Then someone put an overrule on it or a stay and they, um, it stopped. So like a lot of people got married and then it, it, they weren't able to get married again. So they had to wait until a judge was able to bring it to the Supreme court. So there was that temporary moment where we all felt so excited and then it was taken away, which it felt like we all got gutted and then it was brought back. And so it was the most exciting thing ever. I think it was probably one of the biggest wins in the gay community, remember LGBTQ community, um, one of the biggest moments. I don't think there'll be, I don't know how long it'll be until the next biggest moment, but that was one of the most freeing moments and happiest moments in my life. And that was just as of recent. So what's 2019 now? So you said what, 2015 or 2016? Mm-hmm. 2015. Four years ago, so it's quite, yep. quite still fresh in the in the system there. So it brought tears to Definitely. my eyes like, just thinking about it, like because I haven't really thought about it since then. I've put a lot of my emotions away over the years, but um, thinking about it makes me really happy. So happy, yeah. Oh man, it was a big day for me because oh god, stretching. We are recording early in the morning. You did not sleep today. well either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. <sighs> so on that day, I I didn't I wasn't on the internet the few days before very much. I don't remember why. I think I was just out and about doing things. So I wasn't super aware of it even going into the US Supreme Court. So for me, it was just like all at once getting smacked in the mm-hmm. face. So I just woke up on June 26th and I pulled up my laptop to just check my emails and do general business things and I saw like the little article you know when you pull up Google it'll tell you like little news things and an article was like gay marriage legalized in all 50 states and I was like this is bullshit and I clicked on it and I was like wait is this real and then I, I started googling more and more and checking Facebook and checking Twitter and and people were freaking out and it just slowly like it started off as denial or not denial doubt because i was it was just immediately i was like there's no way this is real this is maybe a false alarm or something because i didn't expect it to happen you know anytime soon and then as i slowly started to realize that it was true it's like it's like I felt butterflies starting from my gut going up to my chest. And then as soon as it hit my chest, I just started sobbing. I started sobbing and I called um, I called my girlfriend and I was crying over the phone. She's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, there's nothing wrong. Everything is right. And I told her and she started freaking out. She's like, wait, really? It passed? And I was like, I didn't even know it was trying to get passed. I didn't know it was in the court system either. at the moment. <laughs> and it was, it was just... It was a feeling of relief. And you know how, no matter if you're crying when you're happy or sad, you know how after you have a hard cry, you kind of feel like clean and fresh. 
I was feeling like that the whole day. Like I was driving around. I didn't want to be in the house. I wanted to be out of the house. I don't know why I couldn't be in the house after I heard this news. I was just like driving around, listening to my pride playlist and going shopping around. I was just having a good fucking day. Instead of feeling like with most things that happen that relates around the LGBTQ community and government, it always feels like one step forward, two steps back. But this just felt like we all leaped forward and we were stuck there to stay. Like it felt great that we actually, it felt like progress. And I think there's still progress that there will always be progress that needs to be done. There's still always going to be the fight to fight for the good. Um, We get knocked back a couple of steps, but I think we're stronger now as a community. I think we've bonded more than we have in a long time. So now when something small and minute happens, sure, it still affects the community, but overall it makes us stronger as a people. So when, um, for instance, you know, or I, I, I'm just going to say, I hate our president so much. I hate him. I, I hate him. Yeah. I think I most just, I do. just okay. hate him as a president, but the, uh, the fact that he supported a bill that bans transgenders from joining the military makes me so mad and frustrated. But that madness and passion fuels wanting the progress to be done to you know basically reverse this. Because let's ask all of ourselves here. You don't have to be gay to ask yourself this here. Why would you want to deny someone who is willing to serve their country into the military? I want to know why you would want to do that. That just. Because you'd think the more the merrier in their situation. They they want as many. I understand. I'm going to keep that one to myself. They want as many people to be a shield as possible, you know, and that to deny someone from doing that willingly just baffles me. You just think they would want all of them. And in there, I get you know? like, okay, I understand some points that the government is trying to pull or point out that they don't want to have to pay for those who want to transition. That's fine. You know, if that's, if that's your reasoning, great, but that shouldn't be one of the main reasons as to why they can't serve. That makes absolutely no sense. None whatsoever. That's just a cover it up. Is. And I think there's more that goes into it. And it just, I, I just, it baffles me. But that's one of those things where we take a one giant leap forward and then we hit two steps back. I wouldn't say that's two steps back. I'd say that's one step back because we're stronger and we can, we can win this. We can, we can um, hope for the future, which is what we do. We have to, we don't really have much of a choice there. Um, and we go forward with it and we just try to fight and try to make it as free as possible. If you think about it, there's, you hear about equal rights. Okay. So equal rights doesn't just stem for the LGBTQ community. Equal rights also extends out to women's rights and to, you know, um, alien rights. So alien would be the proper term to say those who are immigrants. So immigrant rights, this stems across everything. Equal rights is probably one of the biggest movements in the United States, if not across the world. And it means a lot to a lot of people. So we have something to fight for. And that's that right there is equal rights. So, you know, even if something like this gets us down, there's always something to fight for. And that's always be a fight for sure. 
Continue Absolutely. to fight for progress. Never lose hope. Keep going. Just keep on fighting. Yeah. But I, I kind of, I, 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 like I said, like, or like you said, this is not like a Debbie Downer show. This is more or less, we have to go over the history. We have to acknowledge that it happened. That's why this is the first episode exactly. for the season. More of our other shows for the rest of the month will be more joyous. And this one isn't not, it's not, not joyous. It is joyous. We're going to be expressing what pride means to you and I, what it means to a few of you out there. You don't have to be gay to express what pride means to you. What what it means to you is different. It depends on who you ask and who's answering it. So um, we did ask a few of you to reach out. Um, tell us what it means to you. There are some short answers. There's one that remains or wishes to remain anonymous, which is fine. I hope they don't cry through it because I posted an article a few days ago and I couldn't make it through the first bit without crying because it really moved me. Um, and I'll, I'll probably post that again later on this month, but it was pretty good. Um, do we have any other history that we need to go over before we go into this next segment? No, we can go ahead and go into the what pride means to everybody. So on Twitter, I asked uh, what pride means to you guys. Also, if you haven't noticed, I, this was a special request. I sent this to Dear Dog, who's one of our staffers, and I said, hey, can you take the background, the the kind of Nilla wafer-looking background, and turn it into a rainbow <laughs> across the board special just for June? And she's like, absolutely. By the way, Dear Dog is also a lesbian, a lesbodian. So yay for that. Yay. Um, so she actually got that taken care of really quick. I wasn't thinking she'd be back in for another couple of days. So boom, wake up in the morning and there's this. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. So I went and changed everything overnight. Um, and in the morning, yesterday I changed everything over. I only had no joke, like 10% battery left on my phone. So I was working against the clock. I'm like, I have to get this up now. I have to get it up now. <laughs> so it was really exciting. Um, but I did send a tweet out. I asked if anyone out there wants to express what pride means to them. And so I'm just going to try to pull up one tweet here. There's a few on here. That's great. Um, actually, more or less, it's the same person responding Yay. back, but I actually appreciate it. So this one's coming from August the Wolf. And they said that pride means coming back and saying thank you to the community that provided a safe and healthy space for me to grow and shape my identity. I went from being confused and uncomfortable kid to a trans man currently two months on T, which also stands for testosterone. Yeah, right. Congratulations. And feeling great in this newfound skin. So I asked him, you know, hey, how was how was the experience of your transition? Because I want to know, like, I'm always curious. And they have responded, it's great. I work at Starbucks, so all my coworkers have been very supportive. The physical changes haven't been super apparent as I started on a lower dose, but I felt the sense of confidence that I've never had before, and I finally am comfortable exploring outfits and styles that I was too dysphoric to look into before, not to mention, I just feel that I'm able to hold my head a little higher and feel encouraged to be myself louder than before. Sorry, I'm incredible. There is a there is a whole separate 
culture and set of problems that specifically transgender people have to power through that just gay people, lesbian people, etc. don't. And I always just send your support to any transgender people you know because they it's a special kind of fight and they need as much support as I can get. And I, really, congratulations. Two months on tea. That's great. Uh, you'll be getting the changes in no time. I know a few people on tea right now and it it'll hit you. It'll be it's, awesome. Um, I've recently start. Well, I started do, doing testosterone for the past year or two. Um, I do talk about this. Not often. I talk about it every once in a while. I have something called Kleinfelter syndrome. It uh, means that I have one extra chromosome. So uh, where our, you know, women are XX and men are XY, I am XXY. So currently I could call myself intersex, technically. Um, and the, It's a really interesting uh, disease. It's, it's genetic, but it's a, it's a random genetic anomaly. The unfortunate part about it is, is that you can't, cure it, which sucks, but you can treat the symptoms. So I've been on testosterone for a while. Um, I've kind of stopped recently and I'm doing it for reasons, not because I don't want to feel more, I guess, manly is not the right word, but I guess I could say that I'm trying to shape my emotions a little bit. And I feel like sometimes testosterone makes me a little bit more aggressive. So I've been trying to lower the dose. If not, I've been just cutting cold and it's actually been doing pretty well. I've actually been a lot happier in the past month than I have been in a long time. And oddly enough, being happier, I have started to lose weight. So perhaps being depressed Mm -hmm. caused me to not lose weight, even though I tried everything. So it's I don't know much about Kleinfelter specifically, but I have talked to a couple of intersex people and have read up on things and I think something a lot of like doctors and just the general public as a whole thinks that you have to fit into a certain binary like oh you you mm-hmm. have to be a man or a woman if you have like Kleinfelters or any other kind of if you're intersex, you need to pick one you can't you can, so you can't just be intersex? Like, why? Why do I have to pay money for this medicine? Or why do I have to do why do I have to do this or that? Why do I have to get these surgeries if why can't I just be intersex? And some people I know have just not taken the medicine. They're just like, I don't need to do this. I feel comfortable as I am. If it's not doing any kind of physical harm or it's not posing any kind of threat, then people shouldn't have to feel pressured to take medicines, especially ones with side effects, like if you have anger or that's nausea. The, or so that's like so that. there is a trade-off. Um, testosterone balances out my hormones because I practically have no testosterone in my body whatsoever, um, production-wise. The my doctor <laughs> to say this, my doctor to say this, kind of was a blow, um, and I didn't really think about it until like a couple months later. But she basically said. I haven't seen testosterone levels this low, even in men who are in their fifties. She's like, we need to get you to a specialist. We need to figure out what's going on. So that's where I went. We got a karyotype test, mm-hmm. which is where you do the DNA breakdown uh, for genetics. And then we did a few others. Oh my God. I got so much blood drawn that day. It was crazy. <clears throat> but um, I have reasons for, for stopping testosterone. Um, I'll probably go back on it again, but I'll go to a lower dose. But this is how, like, yeah. how bad it was 
for me to feel normal, okay? So normal for me would be to feel like everyone else in the world who has normal levels of testosterone. For me to feel more normal, I have to take in 800 milligrams of testosterone a month. That's a lot. So that's God. that's 400 every two that weeks. That is a lot. That is higher than the rate that anyone would be at. So it's a lot. And that's what it takes for me to finally feel balanced out, which is just insane. But at the same time, it also makes me feel really aggressive. So I kind of decided to back off that. Plus, I'm breaking out like crazy, like a teenager, like a teenager, and I don't want to a teenager, teenager. <laughs> like, good lord, I feel like I'm a teenager from like you know 15. I'm just breaking out everywhere. It's just awful. It's awful. <laughs> I got to get proactive and all that other shit that I don't want to take. <laughs> it's so, it's awful. So I'm like, I'm I'm done with this. God. Whatever. I'll take the boobs any day over, you know, acne. So, <laughs> yeah. Mood. Mood. Now, just just with this thinking about um, right. reading this about this uh, transgender person, it does remind me that we are planning on doing another show this month revolving around um, transgender people in the furry fandom. So that's another show to look forward to. We're going to get someone on the show to talk with us about it. So that's just a little right. wink, wink, nudge, nudge to what's going to be happening. Um, in the next I asked one of our staff to... Or asked our staff to, you know, send in a message and tell us, you know, what pride means to them. Our staff is incredibly diverse. Um, we have myself that is purely gay and you are purely lesbian, right? And then we have uh, mm-hmm. Deer Dog, who is lesbian. Not sure about a few of our other staff, so I won't necessarily say who they are. But I will say that there are a few out there that are testing the waters so congrats to them um we wish the best because that's always the best it's always the most fun to watch someone like experience something they've never experienced before gosh it makes me miss my baby gay days i'm sorry (laughs) that sounded (laughs) weird uh i don't know i don't know okay but um so i will share this i will say who they are because they didn't say um that anything anonymous so we have one of our i call her boom her name is boomstar boomstar wanted to say this like what does pride mean to me it means a lot of things it means loving someone despite their gender or race love between two people is beautiful i feel it's also about self-discovery some people can take years to come to terms about uh with their sexuality or perhaps the gender they feel they are The LGBTQ community is beautiful, full of love, support, self-discovery. It's a world, uh, it's the world, it's what the world is supposed to be, loving, supporting, and full of discovery. Kind of chip chop. Wait, wait, I just want to make sure. Hold on. And Okay, so no, there was more to the message. I just didn't know if I wanted to read it, but there is. Um, so kind of chip choppy. I apologize. That's what I feel, really. And to be honest, the self discovery part is playing a hard one on myself right now in life. Nothing bad so far, I assure you. Just some new things on the rise. So, you know, it's 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 different for someone, and she puts it right there. It's perfect. I kind of wish that would be like the uh the motto of the world (laughs) but it's not be cool if it was one day 
one day, but that is not that day. Um, We had another person send in an email. Now, this person wishes to remain remain anonymous, and that's fine. That's totally okay. If you guys ever want to send in, like, things to us and you want us to tell us, talk to us, or shout out on the show, but you don't want to say who you are, that's fine. Just make sure you tell us, and that way we won't share who you are. Um, This person said, what does pride mean to me and how the fandom helped me to be myself? Um, They have this to say. I have... I have known myself for many years that I was, am, transgender, and I never really had the courage to tell anyone, not even my family. It was something I kept very close and actually never spoke to anyone about before I joined. Um, So let's start where I started in the fandom with one of my close friends that was already in it. I just one day felt like trying something new, and I asked her about her fursuit and we had a good talk about it. Before long, I was invited to a Fermi around 100 miles away from home. And me and my friend borrowed a car and drove there for the weekend. At the Fermi, I met a lot of new friends and I felt comfortable. And the level of acceptance was just amazing. Me and my friend, along with another from the meet, talked about a local fur con and chose to go together in the car late that summer. And we sure had a blast. It was after that first Fermi, I had thought about making my fursona female to be able to be better or to be able to better be my character when suiting. But it was still super low key that I would actually felt like a female myself. But the time came and my suit came home to me and that was sure an amazing day. Time went on and everything was fine for a bit, but at some point I needed to more and to or sorry, I, some point I needed more, so to say, and I had deep felt. Okay, I had a deep felt talk with a friend that got me into the fandom and told her how things actually were. She had an idea. Oh, I don't know if that's the right word. She had an idea about it. Keep in mind, this person is writing from I think Norway, so there might be some translation. Okay. It's just about the it. word idea. Since, well, everything about me and my Sona does say female. About a year ago or so uh, went by where my close friends and I knew about it. And in the meantime, I found a sweet guy that was okay with things being the way they were. And he still, and he still is just to add that we were all still a couple. But time came to tell my family, and that sure was the hard part. Where you can you can't skip the details, but I had to be clear cleared for hormone treatment. Oh no, um, and it wasn't possible to keep the secret anymore, so yeah. it had to be done. But lucky for me, it went well, and my grandmom, who I thought was going to be the most against it, actually was one of the family who took the news the best. It's now been a good moment, a good amount of time since, and it's come to the place and time where. It's out there and everyone from friends and work and pastime knows it. And I'm called by my name now. Um, I have to say that without the fandom, I would have never had the courage to do it and being able to realize myself to the full have been a part or has been the best part. I'm proud of, or I'm proud to wear a little pin with the flag. I hold dear to my heart and that's what pride is all about for me. That's pretty awesome. That's actually. amazing. I'm really glad to hear that the family took it well. I I really hope that that starts to become more and more normal There's, because it's um, needed. 
earlier I, I mentioned there's an article that made me cry. Um, and it basically was about moms. There's this, an organization out there that goes to pride events and they offer free hugs. I believe every hug should be free, but they offer free hugs to children or people whose parents or family has basically denounced them. So you've got kids that are there at these pride events who go up and these moms, yeah, adults. And you've got these moms and these dads and these grandmas who are coming in and giving you this full hug and they're giving you advice. And I was reading it and it made me feel so happy inside because, oh my God, can you imagine how many people in this world have gone without a family or a mom or dad support, been denounced, and they finally get that one thing that they really desired most was just someone to love them. And so you get that. And I saw this organization. I'm like, Oh my God, how could I like, how can I not, you know, support this and share it with everyone? It was just, it was really, I actually quite overwhelming. Um, someone emailed to us and said, pride to me is loving yourself for who you are. I'm by, and I'm proud of it. Um, let me go to Facebook. Another said for me, pride means being my authentic self. Despite growing up in a very anti LGBT environment, it means being kind and loving to myself as I experiment with my identity. However, seems fit. I think that's the, um, that's the key thing here is maybe what people don't realize is that we've probably been through it all. As someone like who is gay and has gone through like hurdles and others who have gone through hurdles, we're probably one of not many out there who understand where people are coming from. So any type of troubles, whether it be gay related or straight related, whatever it is, we're super understanding and we know that and we just want to love. And there are those out there who want to take that away from us. And I just, I don't, I don't understand that concept of wanting to take away when all we want to do is just offer that love. That's it. It's not hard. I think that's, I think it's beautiful. So you, (sighs) it's one of the few communities that physically revolves around just the concept of love. It really is. And that in itself Um, is beautiful. You should share because I'm going to continue crying if I don't. (laughs) I need a moment to like to to just like recover myself for here for so (laughs) yeah it's our turn okay so I guess it's our turn huh okay so what does does pride mean for me it's really important to me so pride has been an important aspect of my life ever since I discovered I was queer and it's Pride is just not the month as a holiday or the parades. It's just the idea of having pride on its own. Uh, As I said previously, I live in Georgia, and it's smack in the middle of the Bible Belt. Uh, And the Bible Belt is a string of states that are just highly religious and have been since, like, the beginning of U.S. history. Uh, A lot of hate nests in the Bible Belt in the form of racism, transphobia, homophobia, And a lot of hate stems from religion, so you can see how it's frequent here for a reason. It made it really hard for me to realize 
uh, and to accept who I was because I just kept rejecting the idea of liking women as a woman myself. And even though I had these feelings from a pretty young age, I didn't come to terms with how I felt until probably being a freshman in high school. Uh, I I had a really close friend of mine who, who came out as gay at that time. He was really loud and proud of it all the time. And he was just such a good friend and a good person to everybody around him, despite, you know, some people being hateful. And anytime someone made a negative comment about him, I would be so quick to turn around and to, like, snap and yell at people who were just being assholes. And I would snap into his defense immediately. Uh, he He is one of the first people in my life that made me realize that what I was feeling wasn't wrong and then that in turn slowly helped me learn that I could defend myself too so it it started out kind of like a coping mechanism during my baby gay days it's really hard to be queer where I live um, whether you're gay lesbian trans it's it's just it's an uphill battle I feel like if I wasn't really obsessive over my identity as a lesbian, that the backlash from my homophobic community would get to me and would defeat me over time. But as I got older, I found my own community through, like, friends, through furries, like, through some select family members who knew who I was and accepted me. And then society as a whole also began Mm -hmm. to change for the better, as we were talking about earlier as well. Uh, it, pride became less of it became less of a of a, of a god I can't talk as an obsession because you know if you make it an obsession then you focus right. on that instead of focusing on the hate that's being targeted at you and it became more of a choice so now pride for me is something that I partake in because it just it makes me feel full it makes me feel happy it's something that would make little 12 year old me glad that she decided to keep on living despite the fact that I was going through so much hate and pride will continue to be a big part of my life for as long as I'm alive. That's inspirational. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Sorry. It's, it's oh, just, please. well, no, it's, it's just, it's, it's emotional. Um, it is. Pride Month is very emotional for me also. So what about you? What is um what does pride mean for you, Space? Pride for me means a lot of things. It's not just the gay aspect of it, it's more of everything. It's a celebration of life for me. So uh my coming out was different. I was scared to come out because born and raised in a Mormon family. And I know that my mom is judgmental and so is my oldest brother. So I didn't, I didn't really know how to come out. I didn't have any way to like actually financially support myself. If I were to get kicked out, um, I had friend support, but it wasn't to the point where I knew I would be okay. So I had to think about it logically. Would this be okay to come out? So um, I came out in my first job on my furry page on Facebook and, uh, I came out as gay and everyone, it was such a, like an overwhelming, like celebratory experience and it was so amazing. Um, and then I think where it chaos was that my sister 
somehow found my furry account. And she was living in the house that I was living in too. So we were, she was married, but she was just living there for the temporary time being. And she found it. And um, she found out that I was, well, she found it. And then my brother-in-law found it and I blocked them both. And then my sister's like, why did you block us? And I'm like, because I can't, like, I just, I just can't. And I'm like, she's like, she kept pressing me. I'm, like, I'm gay, Angela, I'm gay. And she's like, oh. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, so I was like kind of thrown off. I was, I was actually quite surprised by that. Um, and I'm like, but don't, please don't tell anyone because I don't, I don't want anyone to know. Mom cannot know. She's so judgmental. She'll like hate me. She can't know. Um, my sister kept it a secret. So then I thought, okay, so one of my, one of my siblings knows. So I will reach out to maybe one of my other siblings one that is more understanding so i reached out to my brother chad chad's been like chad's my best friend in our family he's someone that i can talk to and know that i can trust um someone who understands he also wants to go into psychology as well so that also helps um and i told him about it and we had a discussion and that was it wasn't a bad discussion it was good and um, that happened. And then I slowly kind of just segued out and I kind of just came out slowly at my time period, asking my family members, please don't say anything. Um, um, and then I decided to come out to my dad because my dad lived in California and he's divorced and I don't really care about that piece of shit anymore. So I basically decided, well, I'll tell him, but it doesn't really matter what he has to say. Um, because I just kind of wanted to get it out there to kind of just get it off my chest, which I did. I know that he doesn't support it. His, my, uh, my stepmom, which I don't, I call her just by her name. She's not a stepmom to me. Um, she flipped out, but I don't care because I don't live with them. Hooray for that. And then, um, the hard part came when <sighs> Chad was, Chad said, why don't you, you should tell Mark, Mark's. Mark's uh, in the bishopric. He's really understanding. He's a counselor now. You know, he'll he'll get it. And I'm I told him like, tell Mark, are you serious? Like, why would I do that? He's he's the most judgmental person in this whole family. If you want to see that or not, he is. And he's like, no, no, don't worry. He's not gonna. He won't lash out. And I'm like, okay. So I sent him an email. I got the email back that devastated me that he basically said what I was doing was wrong, immoral. It was disgusting. Do you understand what you're going through? Do you understand like all of this stuff? And the worst part was, is my brother was flying out to our home. This was right around Christmas, by the way. So my favorite holiday season um, it was now put into jeopardy. And my brother was flying out in three days. And he's like, if you don't tell mom, I will. So I was put into a situation that I wasn't okay with. And I told my brother, Chad, and he told Angela, and I didn't know this until my sister finally, like, I guess told my mom, but, um, my brothers and sisters were fighting against my brother, Mark, telling him it's not a big deal. And they were fighting for me behind my back. I didn't know this. And then my mom called me down one day and she's like, John, come downstairs. And I could tell in the tone that she was serious about something because you know parents are always serious when they say your full name so my full name is john michael christensen get down here please 
And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? Mark's flying in today. I, I hope, you know, nothing's going. And so I, I walk downstairs and she's baking. She's doing her thing. And she's like, so Angela came and talked to me. And I want to let you know that I'm okay with it. And I didn't really come to conclusions there for a moment. So um, I I kind of just sat there and I'm like, what? And she's like, I know that you are gay. I've always sensed it in you. I just wanted to know when you would figure it out. And I'm okay with it. And I I felt this sense of relief. From there, from that point, it's been a really interesting ride with my family. It's been difficult trying to integrate, be feel comfortable because I don't still don't feel comfortable holding my hands with Curtis in front of family. I feel weird doing that um, just because of all the suppression of feelings. But outside of that, ever since then, I never hid myself. I became who I wanted to be the most loud, proud, um, gay that I could possibly be. I wasn't, you know, uh, the kind that like outdid bright colors and stuff. I didn't really, I really wasn't that kind of person. I still kind of not like that person. I only do it, you know, for celebratory reasons at this point, but I became who I was. I didn't, I wasn't hiding myself. I had my opinions. I talked the way I wanted to talk. I was sassy. Everything that I wanted to be, I was then from there on forward. And it has been the most interesting and fun ride for if anything else, the one thing I don't necessarily like, and this is something that I have to, um, something I have to come over. I have to get over myself, but I don't like that. I sound gay. Uh, my voice is everything to me. You guys listen to me. People are like, Oh, I love listening to your voice. And I'm like, why? I sound super gay. I wish I could be like normal because all my friends, no joke being all of my friends who are all gay, you would not know they were gay if you were looking at them or talking with them unless they said it. But they all know I'm gay because I'm the most flamboyant one in that whole <laughs> whole group. So I'm used to it. Um, but it, it was, it's something that I have to get over for myself. But in time, I will. Well, here's but- the thing about your voice for me. It's that I think the stereotype of having like a quote unquote gay Higher voice pitch. is like, it's unfair because there are people who talk like that that aren't gay. Yeah. There are it's like it's a stereotype that's been placed upon you. And like if anything, if a voice sounds like like your voice for example, when I hear it, I don't think sounds gay. Like to me, your voice is it's gentle. It's not yeah. it doesn't threaten me. Like when sometimes when men talk to me, I immediately am on edge and I don't want to oh, yeah. be in that situation. Oh, yeah. Your voice is gentle. It's automatically loving. You are like it. It just sounds positive. It's like sunshine comes from your mouth. Like it is a wonderful voice. I th- it's not a gay voice. I think, it's and, your I think voice. that's what people find. That's why I think people enjoy talking with me. Just in general, I'm very understanding. So overall, pride for me, pride for me is everything. It's not just coming out. It's being who you are for who you want to be in any moment or any time. It's accepting the fact that you are what you are, which is hard to do for some. It's hard for me, but I've been swallowing it and accepting it. And um, I think it's important that pride for me is that the world one day understands 
It's okay to be open-minded. It's okay to be who you are. Don't shun someone for it, though. Unless, you know, obviously it's for something bad, like, you're not going to praise a murderer. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are some things in this world you do shun, but, in, and for the most part, don't shun them. If your child's different, let them be different. Encourage it. You know, you never know what, who they are going to be when they grow up, but it all starts at a young age and you might as well go ahead and encourage what you can and go from there. I'm not saying to do it to the fullest, but those moments. Those moments mean a lot to different people. And moments for me mean a lot. So when I see when I see kids uh, you know, at Pride, it's exciting because I, I'm sure they don't fully understand it, but they have smiles on their faces and that's nice. And maybe in time they will understand it. And that's what matters. It's just open mindedness. Everyone says it, be loving, be open mindedness. Uh accept who you are. That's probably my biggest motto right there. You have to live with yourself for forever. So don't worry about what other think other people think about you. If you're work on loving yourself and work on bettering yourself to who you want to be. Don't worry about what other people want you to be. It's about you. Yep. It's not selfish. It's just the human condition. Now, I do have a funny story to end with for our mm-hmm. show. Um, so uh, when I when I came out, there were times where we would actually go out and we go clubbing. There's a place here in Utah called Club Sound. Um, it's it's a gay club, so we would go. And my first time going, I've never been to a gay club, so I didn't really know what to expect. And I get there, and I'm having fun and all this stuff, and. Uh, me being a new gay, I have standards for myself, but I don't know where the standards are for everyone else. And we're in the club, loud music, we're all dancing. We've gotten up on stage somehow. I have no idea how that happened, but we did. And then we get back down on the floor and we're, we're kind of going around, kind of give you an idea. Um, <laughs> it's still to this day kind of makes me cringe, but there are, there are cages in the club. And in one of the cages was an older man. We're talking like 80s, if not 90s, down to his like underwear, totally doing his thing. And he winks at me and I'm like, ah, no. (laughs) So I just felt like gross inside. And then right after that, I'm going over and someone's like, hey, come dance with us. And this guy, no joke, was the epitome of the rainbow flag. He had rainbow everything. He was flamboyant to, like, nobody's business. And I'm flamboyant as it is, but not like this person was. He was living his best life. Dude, the guy was radiating gay like nobody's business. He's like, come dance with us. And I'm, like, trying to pass him. And I'm like, no, you're too gay. And I just, like, move past. And I'm like, what did I just say? (laughs) We're in a gay club. How can you be too gay? (laughs) Honestly, uh, he probably laughed. (laughs) It was so stupid. My friends were like, did you just say that? I'm like, well, look at him. And they're like, well, look at you. And I'm like, I don't see the difference. <laughs> I just kept going. <laughs> we went back up on stage. So that was like one of my uh, my favorite moments because I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I bet no one's ever really had a gay person say that to themselves. You're too gay. Get away from me. So. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. They have the what do you call it? You ever heard of the Kinsey scale? Are you familiar with this? Uh, it's uh, 
If you guys don't know this, look it up. It's really it's a really fun experiment. So it's called the Kinsey scale. So on zero, you have, I think it's like the gay scale, and it can be broken up to bisexual too. So on one scale, you are completely straight, and on the other end of the scale, which is ten, you are incredibly gay, and in the middle, you're just kind of like there, and you kind of rate yourself. Well, that's if you want to like compare yourself to like gay, bisexual, straight people. If you want to give yourself a Kinsey scale rating of how gay you are, then it would be zero, you're gay, but you're kind of like whatever about it. And 10, you're so out of this world that even you yourself can create yourself a second sun to revolve around the earth. So your shine is that big. So <laughs> I went to this, I went to this like, um, this gay meeting once and we all lined up. And it was so interesting to see everyone across the board line up where they were. And I, I raised my hand. I'm like, is there anything past 10? Because I feel like I'm past a 10 at this point. And they're like, no, there's only 10. I'm like, oh, fine. So <laughs> I went and stood at like the 10 marker. And it was really interesting to see. There was, there was a couple of people in the median. Most everyone else in the room was at 10. So it kind of just shows you where you are. If you ever want to rate yourself on the scale, you can show yourself that like, I'm a 10. I'm the gayest thing you could possibly find. Hooray. So, nice. It's I don't know why that kind of reminds me of the Bechdel test, <laughs> which is like, um, Alison Bechdel is a lesbian comic artist. Uh, she did things like Fun Home and uh, Dykes to Watch Out For, which I own both of those. Uh, but the Bechdel test is basically a test that you use for movies. Where you pass the Bechdel test if the movie has at least two named women in it who talk mm. to each other about something besides a man. <laughs> really? <laughs> <if> you have, <laughs> yep. Wow. <laughs> That's so interesting. I might have to use that now when I watch movies. <laughs> There's actually a list online of movies that pass the Bechdel test. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. I wonder if there's like a comparison for gays then well, there's <laughs> gotta be so anyways that's our show that's our Absolutely. show for pride Positively. we'll be doing a show later on about lesbian artists that'll be fun um trans transgenders will be doing that one as well and then who knows maybe we'll do a wild card of an episode where we just <laughs> yeah maybe on. we'll do a wild card that'll be fun the um so the next show we're we're working on is lesbian furry artists um that will be a youtube exclusive so keep an eye out for that we're also hoping on doing a show featuring a transgendered furry and talking about that experience and then if you have any suggestions for what the last show for pride month could be feel free to give us an email at talk to the muzzle at gmail.com or you can message us or comment on our facebook or twitter profiles yes <laughs> yes <laughs> Anyways, um, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. See you next time. Happy Pride. Happy Pride.